Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Tone, address our people, please. Address our people. Oh, oh yes, I will. Hi, our little mad, you little behave. Sorry, they're back. <laughs> oh, it's oh. Really That's never gonna get old. It's never gonna get old. Wait till I do. If we ever do a live show, I'm slightly concerned oh. for my vocals. I'll let you be there in the back, just going with what you know what singers do. Like the- I'll be slightly concerned for my life if we ever go live. <laughs> well, the but do you mean live on the internet or do you mean live in person? Because Both. Both. The, <laughs> the first one is a bit daring, but the second one is is a whole lot scarier for the people involved at home. Mm-hmm. We've seen exactly. what they do. Fucking hell! So anyway, guys, this is our fifth episode. But before we go any any further, we have to say Happy Pride, happy bitches! Pride. <laughs> Mm. Yes, even though it doesn't feel like it, it's actually Pride Week. <laughs> oh God, is it? <laughs> Where's the parade? Where's Victoria? Where's Davina? Where's the fucking George Flo? <laughs> I don't see it anywhere. Um, be hard pressed to find it down here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because nothing's down south, west. Everything is down south, <laughs> east. Oh, for fuck's sake, not this day. Anyway, it's before we even go on to anything, I need to point out right now that we did a Instagram poll, finally deciphering whether Limerick is in the south or the southwest of Ireland. And thank you to all of those who voted for southwest because, bitch, I fucking win. <laughs> I never said it was south. I said it was west. You people are getting so confused about one thing. And what's that? That it's the west of the country. Like, I live in West Tipperary when I was growing up. I live in West Tipperary. Don't do this. (laughs) Don't do what? I'm just stating There's four episodes to go back on. Four episodes? Past episodes. (laughs) Oh, honey, times change. (laughs) <laughs> and so does geography apparently but um <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is making me delusional lads am i jinx monsoon i'm sorry that's delusion my health. <laughs> oh well i guess i'm <laughs> doused in it um but yeah so this is our of course our solo episode as ever and in this episode we're going to be talking about a few things obviously mentioning pride mentioning this week's last episode of us and of course mentioning because jack has been playing it non-stop since it released the last of us two but more specifically (laughs) nova no ah (laughs) jack no um we talk about lgbt representation uh in video games um Jack's Jack's not for that one. Just just <laughs> wait guys, I've got something to show. Ellie in Last of Us. <laughs> See, oh, she has a reaction. It has a reaction. 
Ellie he even did a cover. Me. He even did a cover. <laughs> he even did a cover, guys. You follow follow his Instagram. Teddy, he did it better than Gigi could. <laughs> look, we'll get into that anyway. We'll get into all the last fuss, all the everything. <laughs> Why he's better on. than Gigi could. Sweet <laughs> <laughs> baby Jesus. That's oh what I mean, Gigi. I'm like, hey, my friend Jack's meeting you next. He did a cover take on me. It was better than you. At least he won something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You People shady <laughs> Of course I'm shady. What else? I'm eating Tic Tacs at the minute. Tic Tac dinner. Mm. <laughs> he purely just bought a thing of Tic Tacs just to say that in the podcast. He's going to throw them out right after. They're yummy. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Chalky. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's our running order for today. We'll be getting into episode three of All Stars 5. We'll be getting into LGBTQ plus representation in the video game industries, as well as our mm-hmm. usual song of the week. Yes. And Jack, this one won't come shocking to anyone. Don't spoil it. <laughs> We'll wait until we get to that section, and then we talk about it, okay? Oh, God. Um, it's like the biology book. I want to look at uh, photosynthesis. I'm bored of looking at reproduction. Come on. <laughs> I'm surprised at that sentence. So is many other people, but let's not talk about it. Um. Mm-hmm. So. So. Of course. So, of course. This week we had episode, well, last week we had episode three of All-Stars 5. I was about to say All-Stars 3. <laughs> so in this episode, of course, they had to do a hotel design. They had to do an interior design kind of challenge. Um, I feel like we're turning this slowly into Project Runway meets America's Next Top Model, but let's not talk about it, along with <laughs> The Block. If you haven't watched The Block, the design is a different room of every house. This year in Australia, they had to design a firehouse. Jesus Christ. If Jack lived there, he'd be flaming because he's a bottom. First drink <laughs> of the night. <laughs> Woo! So many hoses, so little time. Um, Bitch, please. <laughs> so, of course, they had to do a hotel design challenge. Last year, we had, of course, the infamous club challenge, a.k.a. Club ninety six, or when you're at midnight, it goes Club sixty nine. Sweet baby. So of course, of course, we had the Golden Girls, we had Glamazone, and then we had was it actually what was the what was the last one titled again? Was it better than Club ninety six? That's what I was thinking. The Golden Girls, you have the Glamazones and the whatever fucking Blair Mayhem named the really gold twenty four carat something or other. Literally, I just I called think. it Club ninety six lies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, I was pleasantly surprised with this week's episode. I mean, I wasn't necessarily a fan of the the club makeover challenge last season, so I thought this mm. was going to be even worse. But I mean, it actually turned out all right. I mean, I liked it, but... Yeah, like, there were some points which were good and some points were bad. Obviously, last week we had lost Angina, mm. where she bent to the creme herself. 
Um, in episode two. <laughs> episode two. That just sounds really bad. She Bendela crammed herself, and you're there going, "Tone." <laughs> that that. That's what J- the noise Jack would be making in our mukbang episode when he's eating fire noodles. Be prepared <laughs> for that coming soon when um, transport is fully back to normal. Exactly. So next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> not next week. Jesus, we have a special guest for next week. Another one which will rip the shreds out of both of us. But well, uh, we're very... We've lost all hope, let's just say that for the time being. Um, <laughs> so back to the episode. Of course, we lost Angina. This is a hotel challenge. And of course, let's talk about the first group. We, of course, are talking about the Golden Gals. Of course, we had Cracker, Shay, and Mariah Paris Balenciaga. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean, they're okay. Obviously, went the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't really capture the Golden Girls' essence in my mind, but that's just me. Like, I do but feel I mean, they didn't capture it. Mm-hmm. Mariah didn't make a good Blanche. Like, Blanche is like, how do I describe Blanche? Oh, you, you, okay. And I can't. We're going to do improv for a second. Jack doesn't know I was planning this, he's dreading it. Okay, oh we're going to do a Golden Girls situation. So which one do you want to be? Rose, Dorothy, um, or Sophia? I don't think I want to be any of them because I wouldn't do any of them justice. You would do Rose and, like, um, Rose and Dorothy justice. I would do Blanche and Sophia. Remember, Sicily, 1659. I swear to God. I swear to God. 1659. I was there at on baby night. Swear to God, Jack did a number. <laughs> I turned around. I fell over and I walked away. Couldn't stand it. Fine. He was doing, he was doing, of course, a cover of DWV's I'm a bottom. Mm-hmm. Or he's a bottom. Let's not talk about him. And then I went home and I ate some ravioli. That made no sense at all. That's a terrible Sophia. Um, or just do a blanche. Which is like, Blanche mm. is really, she could have just umped it up a little going, you know, these Tic Tacs remind me of the time I was with Burt Reynolds. And he too was popping pills, but it was for something else. Mm. You know, the desire was far too strong. Mm. Where's my electric blanket? <laughs> Ricker and Graceless. Um, but yeah, they could have done a bit more on those, on those literal representations. Yeah. I did love Cracker was good as kind of a rose kind of thing, but Shay kind of her diary was a bit more. She could have been more snarky, a bit more like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I mean, ladies take pointers from tone. I mean, you could have been better, but obviously not. But at the time, you've got to remember as well, like the competition can get into your head. But like, I feel like they just weren't serving their best that particular day. Cracker outshone them. So next, we're gonna go on to. Um, Glamazon, a.k.a. the Coco Montrese Resort. (laughs) A.k.a. the secretary's gothy Ken doll going, (laughs) 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 
Oh, Jesus Christ, I might eat. Hi, welcome to episode. I'm Goffy Kendall. Okay, how many are there? One, two, three, okay? Okay, oh, sorry, I can't pick up the phone. You know, he's the only calling because he's drunk and alone. Oh, God, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, well, Coco Montrese comes downstairs going, grrr. <laughs> Why could they bring them back for this episode? They, if they could bring Crystal to bloody Drag Race Canada, why could they have not brought Gothic Kendall and Coco Montrees just for this? I don't care. Spring her back. Um, mm. So what did you think of Glam Zone, which of course had Juju, Alexis, and India? Again, I mean, it was okay. Only okay. Like, what stood out for you? What didn't stand out for you? Like, I mean, India kind of brought it down. And, like, India was nervous. And in terms of, like, the season in general, I'm just pissed off at Alexis Mateo. So, But, I mean, Juju, I mean, obviously, Juju is always fabulous. And she did amazeballs this time. Mm. And I'm happy for her. So, props to Juju yeah, if she finally won a challenge. Spoilers. Well, it's not really spoilers. If we're already talking about the episode, they already knew. So we already know, like, she won, like, won a carrot. Sweet Jesus. Won a carrot. I wish I had a bunch of carrots here, but no, I don't. Um, Lantown Jesus. Oh, God, you know. Oh, God, excuse me. <laughs> be, be getting complaints about them not being organic. Um, oh, my God. Welcome to Jack's. Also, this podcast is sponsored by Jack's Microphone, which is sponsoring this whole ASMR experience for you guys. Totes. It's called fashion. Um, so, <laughs> Something that you know nothing about. Your tone seems very pointed right now. Yeah, my tone is pointed at tone. <laughs> Go back to Party City where you belong. Um, <laughs> so, of course, well, how I felt about this was I did like it. Um, but Alexis and India, they kind of just faded into the background for me. They were kind of like, it was like, for example, how do I describe it? It was like this singer. It was like the background singers to Mariah Carey. During her heyday. Not now, but during her heyday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Like, Juju was giving me... Like, if Coco Montrese and Juju were in this scene, I would just... I don't care. Juju just going around with that. Juju and Coco with that wig. Oh god, that would have been brilliant. (laughs) Now, of course, we're going on to our last group. Now, this, of course, has Miss Blair St. Clair. And, of course, uh, Miss Lady May, a.k.a. Miss Mayhem Miller, who always, always, always walks into the club. <laughs> so, I was just going through my phone today, and I came across the video, and I was like, oh, fuck's sake, I better not show him this. <laughs> I was at the video of literally Mayhem, in which I literally tried to find the song for literally 12 hours straight. Going, what is a song? I only know two words. So, okay. 
origin for this, the whole walk into the club thing for you guys, mm-hmm. is it, there's a lot of different memes that we referenced over however many episodes we do this show. Probably until eventually um, one of us shoots the other. Um, so, yeah, and apologies, guys. This is our final episode. Bye bye. Oh, five <laughs> episodes, the fifth and final. Oh. Um, more like five hundred. Um, we do this <laughs> in the sixties. Going, remember back in the day during Last of Us Two. It's Last of Us Five now. <laughs> <laughs> That's six years time, so that's oh Um, God. but yeah, last. Uh, so not. <laughs> so pretty much. Walk into the club originated because Miss Mayhem Miller was doing a show here in the George in Dublin with Angina. And of course, she had this club. She had this song called Walk into the Club. Well, it wasn't called Walk into the Club. It was called something completely different. But all I heard was one lyric from that song, which is Walk into the Club. And literally, I tracked that song down. Actually, did I forget what it was called? Oh no, no, I still know it now. I, I know it's a brandy song. Um but pretty much from that originated the walk into the club and pretty much then I've been running with it from every single thing I've been doing. Try and find every time I mention walk into the club or walk into the club, take a drink. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. But yeah, back to the matter at hand. Um twenty four I mean, karat gold. Twenty four karat gold, definitely the best of the three teams i mean obviously because the team won but <laughs> i mean i just thought the way how blair and mayhem like were going off each other was fabulous chemistry and it definitely worked in terms of the the challenge anyway it definitely stood out for me like it was like very much like club 96 uh except it was kind of like to quote them it was like a daddy rich kind of club one of the like Blair looked like a member of the Hadid family, you know, Gigi Hadid. <laughs> um, Mayhem was giving me life with the whole kind of just she was just giving me life. It was very much like how I felt about Shay. Remember in season nine, they did that whole duos challenge, mm-hmm. very similar to that kind of feel, very similar. And I loved every yeah, I minute of it. So, of course, now we're going to go on to our runway, which, of course, the runway song isn't the Babylon, um, <laughs> it isn't Lady Gaga Babylon, the Club Aphrodite remix. Um, I fell in love with that. But is, of course, this this one is three in one looks. Now, of course, we're going to start off. What did we think of Miss Blair St. Clair? Blair's looks were good. Okay. Blazers were good. I mean, you had two outfits that were sort of the same, and then one that was completely different, which mm. I liked. I mean, at least you had one that was like a completely different outfit. And altogether, I really liked her runway. It was definitely one of my favorites of the episode. What about Alexis Mich- uh, Michelle? No, Michelle. <laughs> Alexis Michelle. <laughs> Come back, Alexis Michelle. I miss her. Alexis Mateos was... It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of seemed like she was gotten Vanshee hand-me-downs. I do, <laughs> love, I do love Alexis. I do feel like she's iconic. And she doesn't deserve the hate that she gets online. 
but I just felt this episode, she just wasn't giving it to me. Like, she wasn't making me gag. Um, but pretty much good overall. Like, like it was good, but not great. It was like, on a normal season, it would stand out. On All-Stars, in compared to your peers, it just kind of blended in. Yeah. So next, we're going to go on about Craction. Of course, it's Miss Cracker with, of course, what came first? Miss um, Cracker's... Um, Rivalry with Aquaria or the egg that she was doing in this episode? <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. No, I mean, her looks were fab as well. I felt like it was so nice to see her without blonde hair. Because we know Cracker for a blonde hair. Yeah. It was nice to see her but with a bit of different. It was giving me kind of Russian princess, strictly come dancing, just madness. I lived for it, like... Yeah, it was definitely a good runway for her. Mm, so, of course, next was Mayhem. Miss Mayhem Miller. Miss Mayhem Miller's runways were... Again, they were okay. I mean, they were all sort of similar. Mm. Like, for me, it just felt like you could see what was coming next. That mm. was it. It was like, oh, uh, you weren't like, oh my god, what's coming next? It wasn't like, kind of like, where you were like... <gasps> gagged with all the reveals mm-hmm. it was kind of very much eh. and i felt like moving on to the next one of course india for me was pretty much the same like yeah like mayhem killed it in the challenge but she failed on the runway and then of course india she kind of just blended in the background for both personally for me mm-hmm. yeah definitely i mean india was like a whole thing and then Okay, she rips off the jacket, and that's another look, and she rips off the skirt, and that's another look. I mean, no, you're just basically getting undressed. That's not different looks. And then, (laughs) of course, like, I do agree, India kind of, it was a solely, it was kind of like, she's just come in from work, and she's taken off the geese. She's like, oh, God, Mm. get this off me now. Get up. I have to go down, and I sit down, and literally just to... Literally to quote like uh, Blair St. Clair in the fir- in before she came into run room workroom in the first episode, I have to scratch my balls, love. I have to get all <laughs> this stuff off, like Jesus Christ. So of course next we have Mariah Paris Balenciaga. Yes, we do. And I mean Mariah was again Mariah's room was okay. Like, for me, it was very ballroom-esque, which is very much what Mariah is known for. I did, I've i always loved Mariah, and I was waiting for her to finally come to All-Stars. Like, and I feel like her journey so far has been quite good. Like, it's presented a lot of stuff that obviously showed, uh, showed the world that she is a force to be reckoned with. But at the same time, she kind of faltered a bit. And that's understandable mm-hmm. when you yeah. haven't been on the show for nearly 10 years, so. Yeah, as we saw by Angina, and finally, <laughs> well, we our final two now, of course, are Miss Shekule. Her runway was my favorite. She was like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. Exactly. Like I mean, her it was so well thought out. I thought, and like I don't know how the judges didn't see it for what it was they just thought oh it looks like a fucking kids art project like no like 
Like, I disagree with the judges. Like, it was conceptual. It was artistic. It was black accents. I lived for it. Mm. Like, it was, like, it was so different from what we've seen from Shay before. Like, obviously, we had the Lee Barry stuff she presented during season nine. But this is something different. Mm -hmm. I lived for it. And it was a very iconic kind of look. She didn't deserve to be in the bottom three. Going to be completely honest. And, like, the judges... I don't agree with what they said, but yes, did it look handmade? Yes, but drag is, you start at home. Nothing's going to be, like, some queens can't afford to do crazy looks, mm. like, spending thousands, thousands of dollars on reveal looks. Like, yeah. Like, Michelle Visage said to herself, honey, you don't need money to do drag. You need, like, just, like, pretty much your own gumption and skills, and you can get yeah. there. Exactly. So I don't get why she ended up in the bottom, but sure, look. <laughs> and then, of course, our final one, Miss Jujubee. <laughs> I love her runway. Her runway is really good. Hmm. Like, want a carrot? <laughs> now, of course, like for me as well, I felt Jujubee kind of like, her kind of last look was very Playboy Bunny and it was kind of like, it was a hark back to kind of like, like pretty much when uh, GGB was on her season, kind of, I think the Playboy, uh, Girls of Playboy Mansion was very popular at that time as well. So mm. it was kind of like very kind of in that kind of zone. So I thought mm. it was really good. Now, of course, we got our winner for the week, which was, of course, Miss Jujubi finally winning a challenge. Yeah. And of course, she had to face. Her lip sync assassin, which was, of course, winner, well, co winner of um, <laughs> Authors 4, the original winner, um, which is rumored, rumored, alleged, <laughs> um, of course, which is Monet Exchange. Now, of course, what do you think having Monet Exchange back? How do you feel about it? I was okay with having Monet back. I mean, would I consider her a lip sync assassin? Yes would like she's fairly good lip sync artist i mean we've seen her now how many times too too many twice we've seen monet she's had her show did we only see her once maybe it was once it was once (laughs) it was once we hadn't seen her twice oh no i've seen her twice met her once but she was in um work the world as well that i went to you didn't go ah there. yes uh now work the world doesn't yeah. have um any kind of things also a kind of quote just a little thing since we're talking about work the world all the girls so far have featured on work the world you know <laughs> this week the uh work the world assassin um <laughs> true <laughs> like i will say it was exciting to see Monet back i feel like mm-hmm. with this lip sync uh she put on one of her best performances since pound the alarm um we all remember that lip sync of <laughs> um which of course this one she did of course one of my favorite artists of all times which i fought for tickets and finally got to see her live front row was of course lizzo ah <laughs> uh, blame it on the juice yeah yeah e yeah 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 um like i feel like juju she did the best option. She kind of 
through the lip sync, really, because Juju's never lost a lip sync. So this kind of, she won a challenge and she lost a lip sync. That's Juju's never yeah. done the two. But of course, she was up against fierce competition with Monet. So she yeah, did pretty exactly. good. So, I mean, then, based off that, you can obviously guess that Monet won the lip sync, meaning that she had to send home one of the three bottom queens who ended up being Mariah, Mariah, Paris, Balenciaga. India, wasn't it as well? India again? India was in the bottom, yeah. It was Shay, India, Mariah. And, of course, Mariah, my dears, went home, which is kind of sad. I mean, it was kind of Whoa. like the same as Juju B. Like, we've been waiting for her for a while and to see her like, go home this soon is kind of. Eh. It's a bit kind of down. But of course, we still have two gag worthy moments this episode. Of course, Miss Alexis Mateo, keep saying mm. Michelle nearly. Um, and of course, <sighs> Mayhem Miller didn't exactly vote with the rest of the team. They didn't vote for India and they didn't vote for Mariah. They, of course, voted for their competition, which was, of course, Shay. So how do we feel about this? I mean, you can see where they're coming from, I suppose. Like, they want to try get rid of the strongest competitor while they can. Hmm. But, I mean, most of them did play it by the actual challenge and vote for who did the worst like overall mariah did was one like not the best in the challenge and overall she was one of the weakest performers like i feel like it was her time to go even though it was sad to see her go and of course next week next week's a bit this week obviously well it'll be tonight when this episode when we when this episode is uploaded um will be of course she mz which is, of course, our improv challenge. So it's going to be a lot of gag-worthy moments and maybe a good lip-sync assassin. Maybe. Maybe. Sure, we'll see. Anyway, I mean, for... In... (laughs) For an improv challenge, who would be a good lip-sync assassin? Well, I'm thinking, well, there is a few Lipstick Assassins which have been rumoured for the season. Of course, we have Morgan McMichaels. I'm doing what she was doing in the background of the Kitty Girl video. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. And of course, <clears throat> oh my God, I'm back. I'm back again. I swear I'm back again. Uh-huh. I'm back again. It's Miss Vanjie. <laughs> that was nothing like her. That is Vanjie. Vanjie is Miss Vanjie. 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 That sounded nothing like her. That is Vanjie. Vanjie is literally. Fucking... <laughs> Who do you fucking think I was doing? That Albert. Like if her, her, her. Any... Yeah, either Albert or fucking like a really drunk Latrice. I don't know. <laughs> Latrice said nothing like that. Um, well, Vanjie said it, nothing like that. Vanjie, no, Vanjie basically has the face of a woman and then the the, the voice of a lawnmower. Miss <laughs> 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 
Miss Fangie. Okay, if y'all think that sounds like Miss Fangie, push the like button. <laughs> oh, how do you know when pushes Jack's buttons? Please do it. <laughs> Correction. Of course. So, um, on to the final part of our drag race section of this, because we spent far too long on drag race. Or <laughs> too long on my veggie impression. Of course, we're going to talk about our meh of, our, of the week. That is my uh, attempt at a Mariah Carey voice. That's my <laughs> meh week. <laughs> so. So, Tone, who was your meh of the week? By the way, for those fun. who don't remember what this is, we pick who didn't impress us. In terms of the the whole week, leaving out obviously who went home. Yeah, so obviously with Mayor of the Week as well. Obviously, when Drag Race ends, we'll just do it so it's something around that general week as well, or a television show or whatever it's kind of currently going on at that time. Mm-hmm. For me, Mayor of the Week was India. It's kind of just like from going up so high, she's kind of faltered and kind of started going down and down. So it's kind of like. Oh, I expected more from you, honey, Bun. Mm-hmm. I expected like more from you. <laughs> Mayhem Mayhem is redeeming herself this season. I will say that. Yeah, I'll give her that. Um, Jack's meh of the meek would be Alexis Michelle. I thought you were about to say Alexis Michelle. No. <laughs> Alexis Michelle. No, I mean, this week I just... Uh, was put off by her in terms of like her runway and just the way she's going on the episode as well. Like, no. Thank you, next. That's, but <laughs> That's like understandable. Obviously, thank you, next would probably be a lip sync song for bloody season 13 at this rate. Okay, girls, when you're doing thank you, next, you have to do it like our girl, Victoria. So ready? And for that, I say thank you, next. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. <laughs> I was about to do the thing. Okay, can you do that again? I want to do something. So let's do the thank you next number again. And for that, I say thank you. Next. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's attacking me on the podcast from, from Taylor Park. Oh, Jesus Queen Christ. of Captivities. Um, oh my god so now we are going on to the section that Jack is most excited about because he gets to talk about of course uh, Chromatica (laughs) no no it's LGBT representation in video (laughs) games so of course Jack Take us away. Take us to uh, Club Tropicana. It is free. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> us away. Right. So, <laughs> so basically, me and Tony were trying to come up with ideas for what to talk about after the All Stars review. And obviously, at the moment, I'm playing through The Last of Us Part 2, which came out last Friday. Um, I had to have it from day one. <laughs> Actually, funny story about that. Um, <laughs> I pre-ordered it online on Smith's mm-hmm. for it to come on the day release. Never did. And I was like, oh. fucking wankers. So <laughs> I was like, okay, what do I do? 
So I walked from here to my house to Argos, which is about half an hour walk. I got the game, I came back, and then when the one from Smith's came in the door on Monday, I took it back to Smith's in Swords yesterday to get myself a refund. <laughs> because I had to have that fucking game on day one. I don't care. <laughs> Someone has actually already finished the game in Limerick because I was in CEX or Sex, Kex, whatever you want to call it. And Last of Us Part 2 Steelbox Edition is already there. Someone already played through the entire game. You're returning it though. They don't like how it's like developing. But like so far I'd say I'm like kinda like, close enough to halfway through it maybe and like I'm loving it so far. I mean <laughs> obviously a few bits that uh, <laughs> that have me upset, but I mean I'm gonna try to talk about this without any spoilers. But <laughs> anyway, I was playing through the game and I was like, okay, I need to talk about this on the podcast in some way, shape, or form. And Taryn's like, well, why don't we talk about LGBT representation video games in general? I'm like, that's a good idea. So here we are. Tone came up with one good idea for once. Oh, yay. My old age, <laughs> you know. Uh, fucking hell. So, yeah, I mean, this. Like over the years, there's been plenty of representation of the LGBTQ plus community in the games, and of course, the one that I'm focusing on right now is Ellie in The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, for those of you who haven't played through the games, um, Ellie is gay. Um, we found this out back in a spin-off story of the original Last of Us. Um. And where she kissed one of her friends towards the end of the story. And I was like, oh my god, yes! <laughs> Is that Riley so Elliot... kissed, wasn't it? Riley, yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, Ellie has been the queen of post-apocalyptic lesbians since 2014. <laughs> <laughs> and she still is to this day. <laughs> so... How do you think, what do you think of the game so far, like in terms of gameplay and everything like that? We're just going to quickly go over it since, of <laughs> course, you're you're in love with the game currently. I'm in love with the game currently. I mean, I'm, there's bits where, you know, it's your puzzles and then your stealth. And like, it's basically everything I look for in a game and it's all in one tight little band. Um, but like it's definitely an emotional game i mean if you connect with the characters you like you'll connect with the game pretty hard especially if you played the last one as well like i feel like that is similar to the walking dead the telltale games because obviously they do have lgbt representation as well but like there's tough moments in that like this is not that well it's kind of a spoiler alert in ways you know where was it in uh, Walking Dead where you have a dog and at the end that you have to shoot the dog the dog yeah I'm trying to think well there's something about a dog anyway I remember one of my friends playing a video game I think it was one of the Telltale games and you have a dog that accompanies you during the game and eventually the dog obviously gets a zombie thing of course He's journeyed with you throughout the whole game, and of course, then you have to shoot the dog. 
Okay, I think I know what you're talking about, but that's not what it was at all. Um, there was a point in Walking Dead Season 2 where you're fighting a dog and then it, like, really, um, what's it, hurts itself and you have to decide whether to leave it or oh, put out its misery. Or... Yes, that's it. So I'm confusing it with um, Fable in my head. I'm mixing up the two games, Fable and... Like the Walking Dead, obviously. Oh, Walking Dead, obviously, you have to do that. Fable, you do have a dog that accompanies you during the entire game. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my mind just went there. I was like, both fighting games in a way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we've talked about The Last of Us. Jack, is there any more you want to say about Ellie? Any other LGBT representation? And, of course, The Last of Us you want to talk about? Uh, well, I mean, without spoiling it too much, I mean, I'm loving the relationship that Ellie and Dina have in the game so far. Like I said, I'm only mm. about like, sure of halfway through, I think. And I'm liking how their relationship's going. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Although, <laughs> knowing Naughty Dog, probably one of them's going to end up fucking dying, but sure, we'll see. <laughs> Find out next week's episode. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, like I said, Ellie, queen of post-apocalyptic lesbians since 2014. She's still killing it. I'm loving the game and I'm going to shut up before I just make the whole episode about the fucking last of us. <laughs> so, obviously, we're going to be jumping back between each games that each of us have played. For me, it is, of course, my childhood classic that is, of course, Final Fantasy IX. Now, of course, you're thinking, Final Fantasy, does that really have any representation? Yes, it does. Of course, it has, of course, Kyo. Kyo. So Kyo in, of course, Final Fantasy IX is a member of this genderless species. They're non-binary, but kind of you kind of change their how they're pronounced during the obviously the game. Either pronounced she or he or they. So in the game, of course, they have a genderless expression. It's really good to kind of have those characters way back in the 90s and in, mm-hmm. of course, that game of game. And practically Final Fantasy games, everyone's a little bit gay. It's Final mm-hmm. Fantasy. Like, come on. Like, we had lightning going, ooh. And, of course, in other games, of course, there is has been, like, trans characters. We're not sure are they trans or they're not trans. So kind of growing up playing, of course, and seeing characters like Quay, obviously, they're not human. But at the same time, having non-binary representation was really good kind of growing up because it kind of broke the binary in a way, especially in a JRPG in the 90s. So, Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't be the biggest fan of Final Fantasy now, but um, like I said, it's definitely uh, one of the most well-known video game franchises in the fucking world. And like I'm sure they've touched on all this, like you said, and... I don't know, I might give it a go one day, who knows? It's all on the PlayStation Store. Well, nine <laughs> is anyway, and seven remake. But which is apparently killing it, but or not killing it, I'm not sure. So we'll mm, like one remake. of us will eventually play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean seven is like action based model is like the turn based what it used to be. Like it's more hack and slash than like oh like the what I'd say, like Pokemon style fucking you know what I mean choose what you do and wait your turn (laughs) so Jack's going to talk about the next one now we've both played this I only played the first season of it Mm -hmm. 
Now, Jack, of course it is. Well, technically, it's very kind of um, how would you describe right now? Life is strange in 2020. <laughs> also, this video game as well. See, quick segue there. Um, so, Jack, do you want to talk about life is strange? But of course, of uh, one of the characters I love and is, of course, Finn McNamara. Finn? Finn. Yeah, Finn's gay. Well, no, he's Pan. Sorry, Pan. He's Pan. He dates both. So you've he played doesn't... the second one. Have I played the second one? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> the second one, not the first one. <laughs> oh, sorry. Force of habit. <laughs> I like, I love Finn. Everyone's I probably don't remember the first one. It was ages back. All I remember is chasing around looking for fucking pictures. And I was like, I don't know, this game's a bit boring. I'm going over here. Okay, so but it sounds like he has played both. <laughs> so do you want to so talk about Finn then? Since you remember this game more than me. And all I remember <laughs> is Finn being Pan. Okay, so... Wait, okay, so first off, before I say anything, have you played both of them fully through so that, like, I'm not spoiling anything if you want to go back on them? <laughs> I'm I'm on Reddit. Everything's been spoiled for me already, including the end I... of 2020. <laughs> like, oh, God, there's so much more to come. Oh. oh, God. Right, so, I mean, Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2, like, they're both completely different games. They're not, like, related to each other. They're two separate stories. But in the first one, you play as a college student called Max. Wait, college, high school? I can't remember which one. It's either one. But um, like they go through a series of events with her friend called Chloe. And Chloe is... I think Chloe's gay. I think Chloe's like, considered gay in the game. I can't remember 100%. Mm. But, um, like, you know, it, the kind of game plays out according to the choices of the player in the game. So, I mean, there's romantic choices between Max and the male love interest in the game. Mm. Warren, I think you called him. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's Warren. But, um, again, there's romantic relationship options with Chloe as well. So, I mean, I guess you consider Max to be bisexual or gay or straight or whatever basically whatever you want to make her in terms of how you play the game now a lot of games are like that now nowadays especially um and again going into life is strange too you play as the character i can't remember his name for the fucking life of me now but <laughs> again like the choices you make in the game can like impact their personality their sexuality their gender identity what like like, a lot of games are like that now, where your choices affect everything in the game. Like, I do feel like a lot of games are like that. Like, obviously, there is a lot of games that, obviously, we're going to mention a kind of a buckload of them at the end, but we just wanted to focus on a few of them. Um, so, obviously, talking about choices, um, the next game is a game that is close to my heart. Jack knows about it, and... Um, everyone who knows me knows about it. Of course it is Animal Crossing. Now you're probably thinking, <laughs> oh, oh. So obviously with Animal Crossing, you play as a villager. Now, of course, in New Horizons, of course, your villager doesn't have a preset gender. They're kind of genderless. Like you can change, like everything is open to everybody. Um, and obviously in that game as well, like 
way back, New Leaf, of course, we have the character of Isabel. Uh, everyone knows Isabel. She's in, of course, Smash. There was a whole kind of thing when New Horizons was coming out that she's friends with a guy from Doom. <laughs> uh, we've all seen those videos. Doom Animal. Um, but yeah, so in, of course, New Leaf, during Valentine's Day, Isabel would reveal that she has a crush on the mayor. Now, the mayor is obviously your playable character, and that is either male or female or whatever. So, of course, with Isabel, she has a crush on you regardless. It's so good mm-hmm. to kind of see a pan representation in a kind of game like Animal Crossing, where you're pretty much searching down peaches. <laughs> the fruits, the fruit, people, the fruits. I know where your minds go. Especially you, Lavender. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, Lavender, the only top in the world, apparently. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, but, of course, Animal Crossing, obviously, genderless characters, and, of course, Isabella's Pan, and, of course, they have wedding season this year, of course, recent Cyrus. Um, so there's loads of different kind of things and you can even do little ceremonies in of course New Horizons we can do wedding ceremonies with any kind of characters you wish so every kind of characters by or whatever so next we're going to talk about a game that is we've all, everyone's freaking played these games we're going to talk about two games of course now Grand Theft Auto and of course Saints Row <laughs> so Jack what was your Grand Theft Auto game growing up? All of them. <laughs> Not Vice gonna lie. City. All Vice of them. City. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 2. Um, two. I mean, I haven't even played two. Um, but I mean, everything from GTA onwards I've played. Like GTA 3, GTA Vice City, San Andreas, Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, 4, 5. All the spin-offs. Five on PlayStation <laughs> 5. Um, five on oh. PlayStation 5. <laughs> oh my god, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5. That's another episode. PS3, the PS4, and now it's coming to the PS5. I mean, just give us fucking GTA 6 already. <laughs> they will eventually. So, of course, in of course GTA, we've had several gay characters and, of course, genderqueer characters. We've had, of course, have had Gay Tony. In the Battle okay. of Gay Tony, the GTA 4 spin-off. We've had Trevor. We've had Bernie. We've had Rennie. Not your stomach, but of course, Rennie, the genderqueer character. That in one of the... Uh, <laughs> one of the, of course, um, missions, you have to bring them for their sex change operation. Obviously, gender transformation therapy. Surgery. Um, <laughs> but yeah... So overall, GTA, there's a lot of it. Now, of course, yeah. I haven't played much of Saints Row. Could you talk about representation in Saints Row? I can indeed. I mean, it's not particularly touched on until Saints Row 4, I'd say, in terms of hmm. um, like proper LGBT representation. Because, I mean, in Saints Row 4, there is... Like, how do I explain it? It's... The story is... It's really hard to explain. But, long story short, there's, like, a kind of lobby kind of 
it's a spaceship, but like you have all your different mm. crew members, and depending, not not even depending, like even if your character is male or female, um, you can have like romantical encounters with any of your crew members. So I mean, whether you're a guy trying to flirt with Johnny or a girl trying to flirt with Kinsey. I mean, <laughs> the world's your oyster, honey. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot. Like, obviously, Saints Row, I've seen it a lot. I probably will play it eventually because it keeps going on sale on the PlayStation Store and it could be a free game on PlayStation Plus or PSN. Who knows? <laughs> it probably is on PSN. Um, but yeah, so obviously the next game, of course, is something that has never come to PlayStation, to my knowledge, of course, is the Fable series. Now, in the Fable series, uh, you played... Hey, hey, also PC. Hmm. PC, uh? Hey, PC gamers, a good bitch. Um, so have you ever played Fable? I have not. No, I've purely been PlayStation all my life. So, I mean, I've been sticking with that. I haven't gone near Xbox or PC so Fable is a stranger world to me. So like with Fable, of course, you play a hero. And with that hero, your appearance throughout the game depends on the decisions you make. You can either go for good or bad. Now, as the games progress, of course, um, your characters buy so they can marry anyone practically in the game, any of the non-playable characters, and you can have kids with them. Um, you, you have your own house. You can cheat on your spouse, whatever. <laughs> All loads of stuff in it. Um, but obviously with the games, that that's kind of selling point. You're a hero and you can make all these decisions. Of course, like in one of the games, of course, had Reefer, who's played by Stephen Fry. And mm-hmm. he's like literally all sassy going off with people and he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like the third game was one of my favorites because you were kind of over a world and this nothingness, this darkness was coming into the world. And as you played the game, the room would start a black slime would start dripping from the walls and covering the map and you were to face the nothing it was really kind of it was very kind of complex game as you went along like it was very easy to breeze it through but like it was a good game overall and in a game with Stephen Fry is pretty much that for me yeah so overall it was good I've played all three of them like I practically was an Xbox kind of kid for a while but I always go back to PlayStation Um. Yeah, Jack's tongue out there hugging more than any other bottoms in the South Dublin area. Oh, um, <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, actually, speaking of that kind of fucking yourselves, here's The Sims. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, in The Sims, you can literally just make a clone of yourself in oh, the game God. and sleep with yourself. So fuck yourself, yeah. You could in Sims if you wanted to. Marry your brother, marry your sister, marry everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're first talking about, of course, EA Games, aka Challenge Everything. Um, if you've ever played <laughs> EA. <laughs> Challenge oh Everything. Um, of course, with the Sims, no matter what it is, you. Uh, your character is pa is pansexual. Really much, you'll 
you will basically go with someone based on their personality. You can have kids if you are uh, male presenting or female presenting. Of course, you can marry if you're older, younger, alien, mermaid, vampire, magician. <laughs> it, uh, it that's is if you're a very... willing to pay for the DLCs. Sometimes there's a sale on you get them for free, but don't buy them on console. It's better on PC. Yeah, um, it is like <laughs> kind of better. It, on, on, I, I, I tried playing it on PlayStation a few times, and the only one I ever played on on um, PlayStation was Herbs Sims in the City with, with, <laughs> its, with its soundtrack from Black IPs, where when I have as a character. They're like Jesus what Christ. is this it's like there's a lot of crazy stuff you do in that game actually that is not able to do now like they did this whole thing where you let your skinning minx and it's like what the hell is this game jesus christ oh my god so of course there are tons of other games we didn't focus now jack actually i didn't get your viewpoint what did you think of sims overall like what do you think of sims as kind of in terms of representation before i reel off the list of everything else that we got off that we got off wikipedia okay we got off wikipedia yeah i mean like sims like i've played sims 3 i've played sims 4 i've touched on sims 2 um but i mean it's great the way it's like you know it's basically a life simulation do whatever the fuck you want marry whoever the fuck you want like, you know, have kids, adopt, get a job. <laughs> you know, you can do whatever you want. And it's great to see the way that you're able to, like, do whatever. When you want to, you're a guy, want to marry a guy, you're a girl, want to marry a girl. Guy, want to marry a girl. And I, have they touched on trans and non-binary yet? I don't know. I think they did in Sims 4, but I can't remember. I think so in Sims 4. Now, obviously, I did forget to mention one game here, which is the least likely game to ever feature representation. Hold on. Super. <laughs> I want to see if you can guess. Hold on. Do. Mario! Mario! <laughs> it's Mario! Oh, Princess Peach! Mario! Um. Sweet baby Jesus. Justice for Daisy. That bitch has not been enough games. She's Luigi's side girl at this rate, girl. <laughs> King Boo has featured. I was playing Luigi's Mansion Tree and Daisy's in tennis. Daisy's just there, homegirl. Well, they get to all have the fun being kidnapped by like um literal ghosts. What am I doing watching Netflix? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But Zog yeah, gets more I attention mean... than me. Uh <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Of course, in Mario, there is a character called Birdo. Now, Birdo, if you read the actual um, manuals for the book, uh, either in English or Japanese, Birdo is a trans person who is stuck in the body of their birth gender, and of course, it they're constantly referencing themselves as she in the game as their true gender, and it's kind of like it's kind of the least likely game you'll see a representation of. Uh, but it's just so out there, you wouldn't even guess it. It's like, what? Yeah. I mean, hold on. See if I can find the the statement thing that it said in the books. I think I can't even remember what 
book it was, which is, I think it was like Mario Strikers Football, maybe. <laughs> Can't remember. Um, but yeah, Birdo, known in Japanese as Catherine, fictional character in the Mario franchise. Her first appearance was in Super Mario Blah Blah, blah recurring in spin offs. Depicted as an attack. Oh, I didn't know that. She's um, uh, it, she's in a relationship with Yoshi. Yoshi! Um, ah. You know, Yoshi! Uh, sorry, I played too much <laughs> of these games. Like, Mario! Oh, mm. Luigi! Oh, Luigi! Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, I can't find the actual statement that was in the books there. But yeah, I mean, Cap- Captain Trans. Rainbow. Captain Rainbow was a game that kind of explored her gender. Yeah. A bit more. So, Jack, are you ready for the list of video games that we did not mention or did mention? Go on, Toad. Why the fuck not? So, of course, we had We Happy Few, which, of course, has Roger and James. We had the Assassin's Creed series, which has so much uh, representation. Borderlands. Need we say more about Borderlands too? Of course, we had Dragon Age. We had Dragon Card, which, have, of course, has Canny, which I mispronounced her name. But, of course, they are intersex. Uh, the Fable series, Fallout, Final Fantasy series, Grand Theft Auto, Last of Us, Life is Strange, Super Mario, Marvel X-Men, which, of course, North Star and Wiccan, which, of course, got married in the comic books. We, of course, had Animal Crossing, Mass Effect, Persona, Metal Gear Solid, which, of course, had Vamp, Scott, and Dr. Strangelove, Saints Row, Sims. We, of course, we had Bioshock, which had, of course, um, Sa- Sasher Cohen, which was the creator of, um, of course, Red Dem, which we had uh, Montemayor and Vincente de Santa, uh, de Sente, uh, of course, <laughs> Skyrim and Oblivion, yeah. which shout out to Vicky, Queen of Skyrim. Um, <laughs> pretty much everyone's buying Skyrim. Um, Witcher, of course, which had Siri. Uh, not, of course, the iPhone thing, but it's spelled with a C, not an S, just before people correct me. Um, of course, Overwatch with Tracer. Um, and, of course, Stardew Valley, which I have no patience for because Animal Crossing is better. But <laughs> shout out to those who love Stardew. So that's pretty much Jesus. all the video games so far that we've played. There's probably tons more. There's kind of lesbian <laughs> subtext in Bayonetta. If you've played Bayonetta, that bitch is my bitch. I love for her. Drag inspiration right there, Bayonetta. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all the kind of topics about LGBT representation, All Stars 5. So bring us into our last part of the episode, Jack. So our last part of the episode, which is a recurring segment on our podcast, is Tom, what's our song of the week? Oh, girl, my song of the week this week is from 2008. It's by Swedish singer Agnes. Now, nobody probably, it was like number 10 in the charts here, ages back. But the whole song is Release Me. So it's just going, Release me, release my body. What I loved about the song, of course, the video was off the wall, but she recorded two versions of course, a US version and the English speaking version. And why I love the US version and, of course, the European version. In the US version, she starts off in the studio, then walks out of the studio and walks into clubs. 
and just keeps walking into clubs and walks into clubs. And in the Eurovision, he's walking into that clubs. And of course, my other song, because I have two, my second song for the week, of course, is Alaska Thunderfox Walk into the Club. You know, you walk into the club, walk into the club, you know, walk into the club, and then we'll walk into the club. So that's my songs for the week. Now, Jack, <laughs> give us our song for the week. That was your choice. Uh, before we reveal our next special guest, <laughs> we're losing more hope by the minute. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, my song of the week is revolving again around the Last of Us Part Two. There's a scene in the game. Um, keep in mind, this is an optional scene now, where if you look over it you won't get to go back in it so i love exploring these kind of games and there was a bit where ellie and dina are in a music shop by the way this is like a no spoiler thing i hope but like it's nothing to do with the main story um but they're in a music shop and then ellie finds a guitar and then she starts playing take on me by aha like a really acoustic nice version i'm like oh and i was living for i was like Legit, like when I was playing for the first time, I started crying. <laughs> and of course, me being me, I was like, I have to cover that. So there's a cover of me doing that exact version of that take on me, aha, on my Instagram. So go take a look. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs> Actually, since we're sp- in a certain season of the year, actually. When is that your birthday? Our obviously our listeners want to know. <laughs> I mean, it's not for another what four weeks. Hey, I think four weeks. So we have another while to worry about that. <laughs> but obviously, that episode will be focused on Jack's birthday. So we'll be talking about Jack's favorite things to talk about. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it's not Chromatica for the nineteenth time this year. I haven't touched on Chromatica once this episode. Just just there, you mentioned Chromatica. Ah, you did. <laughs> just because I would jump off a cliff doesn't mean you have to. Um, okay. So that episode will be focused on Jack's birthday. We've got plenty others, but before we reveal our second guest, of course, we want to say once again. Because even though we may not be together in person, everyone out there in the community, we want to wish you a happy Pride, bitches. Happy Pride. Be the queen you want to be. Wear a crown. Get drunk. Get shit-faced in your back garden. And do a number like everyone else does to Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston because it's Pride. Exactly. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to do still, even though there's not the parade. I mean... This episode goes out on the Friday, and so that means tomorrow is Saturday. We'll have um, Nikki Stone's Blacklight Pride online show. So that's going to be fab. And then Sunday will be the Dublin Digital Pride Parade. So we're mm. buzzing for that. I have this weekend off. So <laughs> I'll be enjoying that with a couple of drinks myself. There's like plenty to like enjoy and dissect and whatever. And pretty much, we just want to say, just enjoy yourselves and what i would do is pretty much 
if you live in an area where there's high crime, just perform Get the Fuck Out by Mariah Carey. And if you see someone jump over your gate, just start performing Get the Fuck Out by Mariah Carey. Go, how about you get the fuck out? Mm. A robber would just look at you going, this one's mad, I'm gonna run. Bye-bye. And <laughs> I think that pretty much sums up our episode, Jack, so far, anyway. Do you want to reveal our secret guest for our next episode? Or are you going to leave them hanging? They'll, please give them a little bit of hope. Give them a little bit of hope. They'll have no hope, you know? Now okay. our hope in the world. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. So, yeah, um, our next special guest is my partner in drag crime she is one of my best friends in the entire fucking world um you might know her from running a little show called i'm baby <laughs> hosting and running it i help her run it as well so i mean most of probably know me from there so <laughs> um but yeah time to reveal who our special guest is so drum roll please Why are you all gagging? <laughs> yes, bitches. Our special guest is Miss Nara Hope. <laughs> oh, God, we're all doomed. Um, yes, mostly are. Jack, though. Mostly Jack. Mostly Jack, mostly though. Me. <laughs> well, we say that. We say that now. Just wait till the episode. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, Nara can be shady when she wants to, but she's lovely. I mean... Hopefully, I'll get to know her more than what you already do, more like like I do. So <laughs> that'll be a fun episode next week, and that'll come to you next Friday. So I think this is gonna wrap it up for this week, Town. Aw, thank you for spending time with us again, our little. <laughs> and now I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> thank you our little behead thank you again I think my, everyone else in my house is scared of me to knock on my door and say is everything okay uh, little behead uh, so thank you again for yes, listening to us and supporting us yes it is a terrifying feel for us to put these up but again we like sharing our shadiness every week towards each other <laughs> so one last time Jack is a bottom I love coffee. Um, anybody for Tic Tacs better walk into the club when those restrictions are over. Um, <laughs> Jack mentions about Chromatica. I don't know. He likes 911. Chromatica 2 into 911. We just need to hear when that fucking concert's going to be rescheduled. <laughs> See, he mentioned Chromatica there. That's the Chromatica ball. Drink, drink, drink. Now it's Friday night. Get shit face. Loves happy pride. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. gotta say? Uh just want to say again, thanks to everyone for watching. Happy Pride. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video, follow our Instagrams, all everything down below in the link tree that's going across the screen right now. What's called there's our Instagram, there's our Spotify for the sound, there's the YouTube channel. Well, you're watching on the YouTube channel now, so <laughs> We have our own personal Ooh. Instagrams in there as well. So make sure you follow us. 
Because and if you do, who knows what might happen in the future. Also, if you're on, uh, this isn't a bell, but I'm just going to use it as a representation. Down there, there's a little bell next to the subscribe button. Now, if you want to be notified of all our future uploads, just press it and select all. And then it'll just like every time we upload, it'll tell you. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. That's what most people say about me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's all, guys, for this episode. Yeah, exactly. So thanks again, guys. And we shall see you next week with special guest Nara Hope. We're all scared. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>